0: Island Church in Galveston, Texas,
1: welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God.
0: Well, praise God, we're going to teach the Word for a little while this morning, and trust you'll uh, learn some things and be blessed. I'm going to ask Pastor Lee, if she will, to look up a scripture I gave her in 2 Peter. As she does that, I'm going to read a scripture out of the book of Haggai. And we may, this may be kind of a two-part message or a, or a uh, I don't know, we'll trust the Holy Ghost to blend this together. But let me read, this is a prophecy in the book of Haggai. It's there in chapter 2, beginning, and I get that glare on my body. verse 6 it looks like. It says, uh, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, uh, yet once and as a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, the sea, and the dry land. And I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. And I will fill this house with glory, saith the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. That shows you right there, he don't worry about recession or depression or anything else. It says, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, up, up in verse 7 it says, I will shake the nations, and the desire of all nations shall come. Now what's unique about that word, that word desire, the translators struggled with that word because really what the desire of all nations is, is Jesus. And it's talking about literally the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, and during that, uh, preceding that first coming, the nations were shaken. Uh, There was uh, one one nation in particular that became a dominant, and if you want to just put it into context of what we're going through today, they became, uh, 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 the nation was under a one world government by the nation of Rome. And in that setting, Uh, Not even Israel itself had its own autonomy. It was a, a conquered nation by Rome, and Rome ruled over Israel. Now, God began to speak. These words were given before that particular time. And as God spoke to these prophets, these words became the substance of what Jesus became. He is the Word that is made flesh, and He dwells among us. Now, it says this. It says, I will shake all nations, and the desire... Uh, of, uh, of all nations shall come. The scripture before it talked about uh, the earth being shaken, uh, the dry land and the sea. Uh, I wrote read it in different translations, but the King James kind of carried, kind of carried the weight of it uh, that I wanted to transmit uh, through teaching it to you. You say, well, now what point are you trying to make, preacher? It's this point right here. That the desire of all nations is fixing to come again. That's the day and the hour we're living in. So what is taking place? There is a shaking taking place. Man, if you don't believe that, man, just step outside your door. Just turn on your television. There's a political shaking that is taking place. There's economic shaking. There's, there's shakings in the medical field, and the, science. Uh, there's all kinds of strange phenomena that are going on on the earth. Uh, there are earthquakes. There are all types of things. It's amazing. And because of that, there's always a, a stimulation of what I call the prophetic. Uh-uh. Uh, people begin to have words. The internet is just loaded right now with all of these. Thus saith the Lord's. Uh, you know, we prophesied it was going to happen, and it happened. We did. The... Well, I, I don't. I really have never heard a prophecy, or heard, read anything, or or, or listened to anything on the inter- internet that gave specifics of what we're going through right now. I mean, we could claim here at Island Church that God spoke to us. We got a. Tongue and interpretation back in July of 2019, and the church can testify to the things the Lord has spoke to us over the years uh, in 2017, what was it? 17? He told us about a shaking uh, a storm that was coming. Right. And that storm was Harvey, and how it would not affect the island. I mean, everything that God said to us through that happened. Well, I mean, in, in July, he said there was going to come an interruption of life. Uh, but it would be a great adventure in faith. Well, that—that's uh, what do you say? What does that mean? When you hear that six months before it happens, how do you frame that? So we're kind of walking uh, by faith, uh, the Word being a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, trying to navigate uh, the twist and turns of this particular drama, I like to say it like this, of this particular temptation. Now we know there's, a, there's an awakening that is happening. Uh, different places they're, they're saying revival is breaking out. I've checked on a couple. of them. Uh, One of them I felt like there were some legitimate, legitimate uh, uh, things going on there that, that, that could literally lend itself to, to revival and a m- great move of God. But there's been a couple of others I've looked into. I've said, no, no, you know, my spirit just didn't agree with that. Now let me, let me qualify what I just said. We must understand that what God does in the earth, earth, He does in the confines of the Word of God by His Spirit. It's a spiritual move. The Bible says, you know, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you receive power. That, that anointing of the gifts of the Spirit in operation. You know, Jesus said this in John chapter 7. He that believeth on me as the Scriptures hath said. been our privilege for many years of travel. And now even in our pastoral ministry, we travel into many of the nations of the world. And you know, many of these nations, there are things that happen that are, that are aberrations. They're aberrations. They're They're demonic. Uh, there, uh, uh, there are things that are happening and, you know, uh, I remember one particular one. There were, there were stones that were moving in graveyards. There were tears that were coming out of a particular statue. That were, uh, there was water flowing in a particular place. All types of things happening. I saw a video one time of it raining rose petals out of the sky and the sky was blue. And I'm like, what is this? And, you know, all of it was, was very curious But none of it lined up with the Word of God. You say, what lines up with the Word of God? That which is supernatural in the rescue of humanity out of what humanity got itself into through the fall of Adam. The greatest miracle is salvation. The remittance of sin. The person being born again. Leaving the cursed human family. Coming into the family of God. And now the culmination of the window of that opportunity is beginning to close. That window is beginning to close. We're beginning to come to the end of a dispensation that has lasted for over 2,000 years. We could go through the Scripture and show you all the different Scriptures that relate to that, show you how biblical that is. But supernaturally, God wants to save men and women. He wants the reality, the revelation of, of men and women to recognize, I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. Then the revelation of that Savior to come into their heart and for Him to be born again. That's the greatest miracle. That's the greatest miracle. And truly we do believe that within the confines of the reality and the practicalities of the Word of God, there are signs, there are wonders, there are miracles. Oh, we've experienced so many of them. They've been such a blessing to our life. But listen, God does not put on a circus. (laughs) You can have a circus and draw a crowd, but God does not put on a circus. And there's a lot that is very sensational, but it's not supernatural. Are people being truly born again? Are they being healed in their bodies? Are they being delivered? I remember a particular revival that I was a part of as a child, as a, as a young teenager. And I witnessed this. It was absolutely phenomenal. It was in a church in Houston called Evangelistic Temple. Austin Wilkerson was the pastor at the time. Uh, an evangelist out of Canada named Brian Rudd. He was a very unique individual. God had literally changed his fingerprints and rescued him out of prison. And he was a powerful preacher of righteousness. And really, uh, there were no outstanding, uh, what we would call, signs and wonders and miracles uh, that you would see in the Bible, such as a leper being healed or blind eyes opening. But what it was, was uh, this was during the, you know, the late 60s, the early 70s. Many of the young people of Houston, the teenagers, young adults, were bound by drug addiction. Uh, the the promiscuous lifestyle that the 60s ushered ushered in the, the, the hippies, the flower children, they came in mass to these meetings and they got delivered from drugs supernaturally uh, they would bring the altars would be, would be filled with with syringes and drugs and, and marijuana and all types of of of, 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 of Narcotic paraphernalia that people would use to do drugs with and they would be delivered supernaturally. And many heroin addicts and barbiturate addicts who would have to have gone through uh, days and days of detox were instantly delivered, instantly. I know some of them myself today personally that are in the ministry that were instantaneously delivered from the bondage of drugs, gloriously born again and serve God today. That was It, it blew my mind as a child. It was, it was, it was, it was an amazing revival. And truly, we have seen great outpourings of God's healing power, God's delivering power. But I believe truly we're coming into a place in the kingdom and in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ where all the different streams of God and that which God desires to produce. The rivers of God, it's talked about in John chapter 7, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, uh, rivers of uh, of financial provision, rivers of healing power, rivers of delivering power. We're we're, we're coming into that day and that hour and it's going to be profoundly in manifestation but we're going to have to be careful because the Lord Jesus Christ Himself warns us that if these days were not shortened, even the very elect would be deceived. So we've got to be very careful and judge everything by the Word of God. Listen, I've noticed this about God. He doesn't do anything for the sake of producing a sign of sensationalism. You know, the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, show us a sign. Give us a sign. He wouldn't do it. He said, you're not going to get any sign but the sign of the prophet Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale three days and three nights, so I, the Son of Man, will be in the heart of the earth. Listen, he said, your proof is going to be me going into the grave and coming out with resurrection power. Listen, God doesn't need to prove Himself. His Word is His standard. But I'm telling you, the desire of all nations is coming back. And this world is shaking right now. I don't know if it will be tuned down or increased. I, I'm in prayer every day. I'm in intercession. I do not believe it is in vain uh, that many of my pastor friends and people that I'm talking to are, are they're just in a season of intercession and prayer right now. It is the birth pains of this glass grate, outpouring of the Spirit and that which God desires to do. And listen, church, you do not want to miss it. Now, I know over in Galatians, it speaks of a, a falling away. And I've heard all kinds of teaching of some people Relate that to the rapture of the church, they use the Greek, they use this, you, you, uh, they use that. More traditional uh, Pentecostal preachers, many of them will preach of, a, of an apostasy uh, that would happen in the last days. People growing cold in their heart and leaving the church and leaving the move of God. Well, I, I believe there's a relevance to that in that if you do not guard your heart and you do not guard the va- or value and guard that which God has placed in you, and seeing the value in your own life of God allowing you to be alive in this day and hour, not just to be a spectator, but a participant in His glory and His righteousness, that you could very easily become distracted by everything that's going on in the world. It's 24-7 now, everything that's happening. And so we're going to have to guard our hearts. We're going to have to be careful on both sides not to get in the ditch on both sides. But in the meantime, we're going to have to do our part to birth this move of God and this harvest that God desires to do. And God wants every one of us participating in it. The church is being blessed and His harvest coming in. And listen, I believe once it starts, it's not going to take too long for it to happen. It'll go go around this world faster than this did. And we'll see many people born into the kingdom of God. Listen to this last verse again. Here in verse 9. The glory of the latter house. That's us. We're the latter house. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than uh, that of the former, saith the Lord of hosts. And in this place will I give peace. Now that's going to be one of the... How can I say it? One of the premier indications of a move of God is the peace of God that it produces in the lives and hearts of people. Listen, we love the supernatural. Uh, We even even like it when it produces the spectacular. What we talk about when it comes to the spectacular is the vanity of what men try to do to produce something instead of it actually being the Holy Ghost. People try to do that all the time. And if you give yourself over to that, it's amazing how willing the demonic is to take over. So there are some things that we want to bring to your attention and to your your heart. First of all, this in, in 2 Peter, which has been one of my favorite Uh, uh, scriptures for many years and and I want Pastor Leah she has found a translation that she likes I want her to read uh, verses 3 is it 3 through 10 sweetie that I gave you 3 through 10 and and then I'm going to come back and comment on some of these scriptures go ahead and read that darling
1: All right. this is out of the passion translation everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power For all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of those tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of the world. So devote yourselves to lavishly supplementing your faithfulness with goodness, and to goodness add understanding, to understanding add strength of self-control, to self-control add patient endurance, to patient endurance add godliness, To godliness, add mercy towards your brother and sister, and to mercy towards others, add unending love. Since these virtues are already planted deep within, and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he is blind constantly closing his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble.
0: In the, in the King James, I like that last verse. It says, if you do these, you will never fall. Now, much of what is designed in the world and the world system is totally the opposite of what is in the kingdom of God. Through the redemptive work of the Lord Jesus Christ, and last week we celebrated Easter. That that was, you know, even though we weren't able to gather as a church, it was just a blessing uh, to talk about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power uh, that was released through that powerful event of Jesus being raised from the dead. And listen, if I could sum up what God has done for us in Christ, it is this, it is the great rescue. But God has not just rescued us. He's taken and deposited us in us, as the Bible says, everything we need for life and godliness. Now, He gives us very plain revelation right here in the Word of God that it is through the precious promises of God that we as His children... Are the partakers of the divine nature. I'm reminded of a scripture in Colossians uh, uh, chapter 2, verse 6. It says, uh, uh, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, I know that uh, all that we're talking about when it comes to that which God has provided for us, it's kind of difficult many times. People want such tangibility to things. So, well, Pastor, It would be so much easier if I could feel everything that was just talked about in the Scripture. Uh, the, the, The lavish deposits of the salvation of God that are inside. If I could just somehow feel that. Well, if that were true or if that was what was needed, God would provide it. But in this dispensation, which is coming to an end, God has called us to live by faith. Now, I've heard this and I've seen some things that just really disturbed me about calling living by faith a movement. They call it the faith movement. Many have labeled it a movement. Many people talk about how, you know, the faith movement is corrupt. They believe things that are not scriptural. Uh, Listen, I've been around it all my life. Actually, I've been around it since 1961. And I have found men and women of great integrity, Great, great vision, a great insight into the Word of God, great anointing. But I haven't found perfect people with perfect doctrine that got everything right. But what I have found across the board... Now this goes back to people that have been uh, in heaven for many years now. To some of the old saints of God that I remember. Uh, there was a man that came to our church, uh, First Assembly of God in Pasadena, uh, who was a, a, a hero... And a highly, actually, he was the second most highly decorated veteran from World War I. And so when I was a young boy of 8, 10, 12 years old, and he was, uh, he was already in his 70s, I think even his 80s, and I remember him coming and giving his testimony and he wore his his World War I uniform with a with a hat and all of his medals and he, and he, and he had the you know he had the medal of honor he had all these uh, decorations from France and these different nations that had decorated him and he, and he stood up and he told the testimony uh, of how that's so hard in heart. He was wounded twice. He was bayoneted. Uh, he was gassed. Uh, uh, he had laid in a, in, a, in a foxhole for three days with a tag on him uh, after he was bayoneted and, and finally said, well, they're not even going to come get me. So he got him. just went back to the, to the battle and ju- just a tremendous testimony. But the hardness that, that, it, was, that it produced in him, then he found Jesus. I, I, I like it better. Jesus found him. The invitation of Christ goes out through the, through the teaching of the Word of God. Listen, if you have heard the gospel and you know it in your heart, God has invited you into His family. Don't reject that invitation. But I remember Brother Knapp, Charles Knapp's, what was his name? I remember how precious he was, how tender he was. He became a sign painter, and he and his wife uh, they would give uh, messages in tongues and prophecies that were so edifying. And I remember different ones that went to that church that were that were old when I was a young person. Went on to the. I remember our pastors, brother and sister J.R. Goodwin. What people of such love and integrity and just... I'm telling you, that Brother Goodwin would have got up and said, you know, the Lord spoke to me and said the sun was going to rise in the west and not the east, I'd have got up and looked to the west the next morning. Yeah. I mean, I, I believe God used him like that. I mean, it was just powerful. And that's where we met Brother Hagen and Brother Osteen and, and I remember the McDuff family, they were singers and different ones. Such precious men of God. But listen, it was not a movement that began. L- listen, out of that came movements, charismatic movement, healing movement. But the bedrock of that was... Faith in God, which has been something that man has had to walk in ever since the fall. Listen, the first offering that was given was accepted because of the faith of the giver. So, was that the faith movement? Well, if it was, it started right after the creation and right after the fall in the garden. So it's not a movement, it's something we have. Is faith in God because of His promises. And God has made promises unto us. And the Bible says all the promises of God are in Him, yea and amen. So when Jesus came, died on the cross, rose from the dead, every promise in this book became yours by an amen or so be it. That's your amen, your so be it, because of what Christ has provided for us. Jesus fulfills all of the promises of God. Now let me read just a moment. I love that translation, but for teaching's sake... Let me read it out of the King James. It says there in... Uh, uh, I'm still in John. Let me get over to 1 Peter. 2 Peter, excuse me. 2 Peter 3, I've got it
2: marked.
0: You got it in the... Well, let me do it so I can... The, the, the verse I want to... Uh, yeah, the verse I want to re- reference. 1 Peter, 2 Peter. Here we go. Verse 3, it says, according as his divine power. Now, notice this. According as his divine power, notice the next word, hath. Now, what I like about that word, it's a past tense word. Mm-hmm. Now, here is a concept of faith that you must adhere to. Now, in the light of what's going on in the world, in the light of what we're going through as a church, as people, We must understand there are events. How can I say this, Lord? Help me say this correctly. There are events in the prophetic calendar and clock of God that man's interaction in that really is not relevant. I believe that God does things at certain times in the history of the earth. It's kind of like creation. It's kind of like redemption. You know, the Bible says it was in the fullness of time that God had timed it out, spoken His Word, raised up out of a friend. He found a friend on the earth named Abraham. Mm-hmm. Out of that friend came a family. Out of that family came a nation. Out of that nation came a, came a, came a king. Out of that king came a lineage. Out of that lineage came the Messiah. Mm-hmm. I believe a lot of that had to do with the prophetic clock of God and how He was doing things. Then Jesus came on the earth. Then the baptism of the Holy Ghost came. The church was birthed. The power of God in manifestation. Then all that God has done for the last 2,000 years and how we saw such an increase, uh, uh, the late 1700s into 1800s, and then around 1907, a great explosion of the move of the Spirit of God. But all of this lines up with the Word of God, what God was doing in the earth. So there is that which was sovereign, and and so many people just kind of leave off All of the, well, if if God wants to do something in my life, then He'll just have to do it. It's all in His sovereignty. It's all in His timing. But see, there are things you must appropriate for yourself because God hath already done it. He's not going to save one single person. He's already saved them. There's not a blanket eternal salvation for every person there is salvation that is that is available for any whosoever that will call on his name. you said, well Pastor Leo just read the scripture says we have to be invited. It is the gospel that invites you. People that have never heard the gospel, they've not received the invitation. But if you've heard the gospel, you've got the invitation. And it invites you to be born again, to be saved. And that is, I like to call it for lack of a better term, a package deal. It's a package deal. The word sotos in the Greek, which is salvation, is our healing, preservation, soundness, safety, and deliverance. It imparts to us eternal life. It makes heaven our home, Jesus our Lord, and God our Heavenly Father. And the Holy Ghost becomes the one that abides on the inside through the new birth and empowers on the outside. It's something God hath already done. He hath already healed you. He hath already prospered you. Faith reaches back into that which God has already provided and brings it into the current situation of your life. So, according to His divine power, hath, I like the next word, given. God is a giver. For God so loved the world, He gave. Well, Pastor, it just sounds like I've been listening to you. You talk about giving money. You talk about praying. You talk about, you talk about studying the Bible. You talk about coming to church. You talk about doing all this stuff. Uh, isn't that just earning your salvation? No, we're not earning. We're not doing that trying to get God's approval. We're doing that because we got His approval. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. That No, no. I don't tithe and offer. I don't speak the Word of God. I don't pray. I don't study. Trying to say, Lord, look what I'm doing. I'm earning my salvation. No, no, no. I've already gotten my salvation. And out of the approval and the grace of mercy of God, I want to pray. I want to tithe I want off there's a new desire on the inside of me that's not geared with the it's not geared to the motor of self that drives you to do things for yourself for myself I got to get something for myself I got to survive for myself no no it releases the selfishness in you and it puts God's tender mercy and compassion in you that's what it does you want to do things for others more than you want to do things for yourself that's That's what manifests the nature of your Father, your Heavenly Father. All things, He gives unto us uh, three or four things, maybe a little thing here. No, all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What pertains unto life and godliness? Prosperity, healing, joy, righteousness, security. How can you have security in times like this? You can have security. I'm telling you, When the world deals out insecurity by the bushels, God gives you something better than insurance. Mm -hmm. He gives you assurance. You say, what do you mean? What's that old uh, hymn we used to sing? Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Leah's rolling her eyes. She she grew up as a Catholic girl. I grew up (laughs) as a Pentecostal. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Well, that glory divine is here now. It's here right now. He said, well, oh, when we get, it to, we get to heaven, Brother Rusty, I tell you, we'll get it all when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. No, no, no. What need of you in heaven of healing? No sick people in heaven. There's no programs for the impoverished. Feeding programs. There's no salvation army. There's no goodwill. There's none of that. This is the city where the land is the light. Where the streets are paved... With gold that's so pure, it's crystal clear. It's Mm -hmm. Mm translucent. That's how big our God is. Mm -hmm. He wants to give us all things that pertain unto life and God. Listen, everything I've been able to participate in, everything I've been able to accomplish, has been a result of godliness in my life. I know what it's like to be ungodly. I was an ungodly person. And you know what ungodliness gave me? What it produced? It produced death in me. But when I begin to live for God and godliness to begin to raise up the standard in me, I begin to partake of these wonderful deposits that are already in me. One more more portion of Scripture, we'll close. Let me read it again in verse 3. According to His divine power, notice the word power, hath given unto us all things, all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that have called us to glory and virtue. God has not called you to pain. God has not called you to poverty. God has not called you to depression. Listen, do not let the devil try to tell you that God has given you some terrible thing in your life to try to perfect you. That is, I don't know who I'm speaking to, but that is not of God. God uses His Word to perfect us the situations, the circumstance, the trials, the tribulations, that we go through them as we apply the Word of God by believing in our heart, confessing with our mouth, and speaking that authority to those situations, God grows us up in the things of God. He does not give us those problems. His will is for us to live by the life and the light and the power of God. And that we live. How does it say here again? Let me find it. To Him that has called us that our life can be described as this, as a life of glory and virtue. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't say that my life has always been that way, as I have served the Lord. But I'm telling you the majority of the time, my life can be defined by the glory and virtue of God. Everything I've gotten is because of the glory and virtue of God. Last scripture. Whereby Whereby are given, there's that word given again, are given unto us, exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be a partaker of the divine nature. You ought to take a few moments after this is over, get alone by yourself for a little bit and think about the divine nature of God. We see the divine nature of God in, in uh, nature. Lee and I, we live out on the bay and there's marshes around us and we see, we see the, the waterfowl migrating back to... Uh, to their breeding grounds. We see all the birds and, and all of nature is just kind of alive right now in the springtime and the plants are budding and blooming and the, the rain falls and the sunshine comes and all that God spoke into existence. Even though the fall did touch it because it still carries a residue of God's Word and ability. I mean, it's, it's just a powerful thing to observe. It testifies of the nature of our Father. We we're, we were flying in a um, a private jet, I was flying in a private jet with one of, you know, one of those preachers that, that has one and, and we were going to a, 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 the same meeting so he invited me to ride with him I was very privileged to do it and so I, I went up to the cockpit because it was a very small plane I went up to the cockpit we were flying quite, quite a long distance about three hours to a camp meeting he and I were both preaching it. so I got up there to the pilot I began to talk to him about what he was doing Because he's constantly talking over a microphone and looking at these screens and stuff. And he said, well, Rusty said, what I'm doing is is, is I'm flying. And as I come into the airspace of different uh, 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 areas... Then I have to identify myself. I, I use my call number, the call number of the plane. And, and they, 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 they make any adjustments that need to be made. He said, sometimes most areas, smaller airports, they're just a, we just pass by and make contact. But other areas where there's larger airports, sometimes we have to make adjustments in altitude or different things. So I have to listen to him. And, and he says, I said, so, so all the way from... From here we, uh, to Houston, I think we were flying to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I said, so there's airports and there's radar and there's communications all the way. And he says, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, all there, some large airports, some smaller ports. And I said, man, all of that, you know, that man has done. And, and then there's a, uh, there's a guidance system in this plane and all that. He's talking about, yeah, yeah. He said, and I'm talking about, that costs billions of dollars. All those, airplanes. I was setting him up is what I was doing. All those airports, all of that communication, all that, all that, those huge, all that, this airplane that cost millions of dollars. He said, yeah, yeah, man, it's amazing. It's an amazing, it's an amazing science is what he said. And I said, you know what's amazing about it? I said, God put all that in the head of a duck. He looked at me. I thought he was going to wreck his airplane. He started laughing. And then after he finished laughing, he said, you know, I never considered that. He said, the greatness of God, that you know, these birds will migrate from Canada. And they'll come down to the coast, some of them go down into South America, and then they'll go, they don't have a map, they don't have a gyroscope, they don't have a, they're not contacting airports as they go. God just spoke His Word, and it's still resident in their brains. And they get up one day in the fall and say, it's time to go to Texas and then they get up one day in Texas it's time to go back to Canada. And they do it generation after generation after generation. Nature, the Bible says, nature itself testifies of the glory of God. And if you are an observer of nature and deny there is a God, you're a fool. Because of what nature shows us. Now, if God is so good to take care of the birds, to take care of the, uh, the ducks, the geese, the white-tailed deer, the speckled trout, the f- every. Thing that he spoke into existence, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. How much more faithful is he to take care of his children on the earth today? So by the precious promises of God, that's why this word is so important to you. I've heard several times, I've probably related it here a couple of times, that Bible cells, cells of Bible commentaries, have gone through the roof. People want answers. They want answers. What's going on? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my family? Well, I've got good news. There is a way. There is a path of righteousness. There is a way you can live in which the very protection and provision of God can come into your life. People have done it for generations. They've done it ever since Jesus rose from the dead. But as we read over in Haggai, the nations are shaking. Jesus is coming back. Our time is short. We need to be busy about the master's business. Now let me just say this to you. You say, well pastor, I've I've known about God and I've I have a heart for God, but you know my life and lifestyle is not it's just not conducive to living for the Lord the way you do. I don't ever ask people to live for the Lord the way I do. I ask people to find their way of living for the Lord. But you have to include these elements. Number one, those precious promises. It has to be you have to be obedient to the Word. The Word talks about us being a family. That's what's unique about the body of Christ all over the earth. It is, it is the family of God from every race, color, creed, from every part of the world. Men and, there are men and women that are in the family of God. So we've got to understand that once we get into the family of God then the promises, the precious promises that God has already put the provision of that, that the promises reveal I listen to people, and I've heard some people recently really just tear up miracles, signs, wonders, healings. You know, they, one, one particular gentleman who I'm praying for, I'm praying for him. I'm going to believe God. God's going to interrupt his life because he's a good man, and he's a good minister. But he looks at people like me, and he says, we well, are of the devil. You know, God doesn't heal. God doesn't do this. God doesn't do that. Well, he just doesn't know yet. He doesn't have that revelation. And he's, and he's kind of gotten into a, a critical. He's got a large ministry. He's so critical of any miracle, any, any supernatural thing that happens. But oh, if it wasn't for the supernatural, Leo, where would we be? If it wasn't for the miracles of God, neither one of us would be here right now. And we've learned that those precious promises unlock that vast deposit that God has placed on the inside of us. Sure, healing comes from God, but He's deposited it inside of us. Sure, prosperity comes from God, but He's deposited in us. Through those precious promises, we find out what they are. We believe them in our heart. We confess confess them with our mouths, and we become partakers of the divine nature. The divine nature is a healed nature, delivered nature. It's not a fearful nature. It's not an intimidated nature. It's a, I like what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I know in whom I'm believed and I'm persuaded that he is able to keep that which I've delivered unto him against that day. Listen, I know in whom i believed. I'm persuaded that he is able. And I'm telling you, he can be the same for you today. Prayer, the word of God, church, all the different things God desires to do. God knows how to make your life so much better than you can make it for yourself. Our lives are a testimony to it. God loves you. He's not mad at you. You may be listening to me right now and you served God at one time, but you're not serving Him now. He's not mad at you. He's not. I thought that for many years, that God was so mad at me. In the meantime, He was really loving me and protecting me and keeping me out of hell until I came to myself and finally began to serve Him the way I should. Every time we preach, every time we get up and meet with you, it's an opportunity For you to get saved, for you to get right with God, for you to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. You say, Pastor, do I have to join your church? Let me say it like this. The most important thing is that a man or woman be born again. And any man or woman that is truly born again wants to be a part of a church. It's your family. You can't help but want to. Allow the questions that you have in your mind To be answered for themselves, as you you proceed down the path of righteousness. If you've not got on that path right now. The Bible talks about the way of the transgressor. The way of the transgressor. the the, The way of the sinner being wide. Easy to go down. But the way of the believer being narrow. It's a path that is not as wide as sin affords. There are standards of living and integrity that we adhere to because of the Word of God and because we are the family of God. But you must make a decision. It can start in an instant. And it's not a great effort on your part. It's simply believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth, that there is a loving God that loves you so much, He wants to be your heavenly Father. So He made a way where there seemed to be no way. He sent His Son, Jesus. Jesus became the perpetuation the one that brings remittance of sin. That means every sin, past, present, or future is wiped away. The slate is wiped clean. And you become what the Bible calls a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. And from that standpoint in my life, my life started to change radically. It's been changing ever since. So if you're out there this morning and you've never asked Jesus to be Lord, we invite you to do it this morning. If you're away from God, if your fellowship has been broken, we'll pray with you also. You get in on this prayer. And I guarantee you, peace will come to your heart. And you will know that you're right with God. Amen? You going to help them, Pastor? Yes. Here we go. Ready?
2: One, two, three. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, right now, right now, I approach, I approach the throne of grace, the throne of grace, in the name of Jesus, in
1: the name of Jesus, and I obey, and I obey
2: what the Scripture, what the Scripture, what the promises of God, what the promises what of God, what they say,
1: what they say. I believe
2: in my heart, I believe in my heart. I confess with my I mouth, I confess
1: with my mouth that
2: you God, that you God, you
1: raised your Son Jesus,
2: you raised your Son from Jesus from the dead, from the dead. In so doing, and
1: so doing, Jesus, Jesus
2: becomes becomes my. My Lord, my Lord, my Savior, my Savior and you, and you become, become my heavenly Father. My heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My sins, my sins are remitted. Are remitted. Wiped away. Wiped away. Removed, removed from, me. from me as far as, as, far as the east, the east is, is from the west. From the west. Never, never, never ever 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 to be remembered, to be remembered against me against me anymore. anymore. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, if I have broken fellowship, if I have broken fellowship forgive,
1: me forgive, me
2: forgive me of that which I've done. Of that which I've done. You, know you know, where I'm weak, where I'm Where weak, I need strength. Where I need strength. And I see today, and I see today that strength comes, strength comes from your promise. From your promises. Therefore, Therefore as, you receive as you receive me, back into fellowship, back into fellowship our, relationship our relationship is secure is secure. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. I've come to myself. I've returned to the Father's house. And I receive, and I receive the, bread that, he the has. bread that He has. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Today, Today April 18th. April 18th. 2020. 2020 I'm right with I'm God. I'm right with God. Jesus is right. Heaven is is my home. Heaven is my home. I'll never be the and same. And I'll never be the in same. Jesus in Jesus name. Jesus' name. God bless you. We
0: encourage you to continually watch our broadcast twice a day. I believe it's on our website and on Facebook, Twitter, help me guys. Instagram. Instagram, all those different places. We come to you twice in the morning. Uh, one of the staff members, one of the church members uh, uh, are coming and bringing just a word of exhortation. I come at night with a quick teaching, 10, 15 minutes. Then our live stream service Wednesday night at 7:30, and our live stream prayer service where I come for about 30 minutes and just pray the word of God over you. Great place to hook up in prayer and to pray in the spirit while we pray the word of God over you. Amen. Don't forget our touch three. Send someone a text, love them, just tell them you love them, tell them you care for them, someone in your peripheral you work with, your neighbor, somebody like that. And if if perchance a stranger affords you the opportunity. Be sure and minister the love of Jesus to them. Amen. Don't forget you that are out there, sign up. Come and pray with us. Some of you that that, that come regularly to prayer, we're missing your faces there. And many of you that have never prayed with us before, come and pray. And I guarantee you, it'll help you navigate and weather this time of temptation as we look forward to the day in which we are together with you again. Amen. Anything you'd like to say? Praise God. Well, let's pray and be dismissed. Father, we thank You so much for Your Word, for the precious promises of God. And truly we're living in the time of shaking upon the earth. We see the sovereign hand of God again entering into the affairs of men and women. Lord, we know that God did not create or cause in any way a virus, sickness, or disease. But Lord, we know You are maximizing this opportunity to try the hearts of men and women. And Father, we as a church, we send and cover the congregation, those that are watching, our friends and neighbors. We cover them with the protection of God. Declaring Psalms 91, releasing authority. Thanking you, Father, by the name of Jesus and its power. We're able to walk on serpents, scorpions over all power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means harm us. So in Jesus' name, we declare no evil befalls us. No plague comes nigh our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. A thousand could fall at our side. 10,000 at our right hand. But only with our eyes will we behold and see the reward of the wicked. Thank you, Father, in our travels, the airways, the seaways, the highways, the railways, every other way of travel or transportation, we are protected in the righteous labor of our hands. As men and women work, Lord, especially those working in the medical field, Father, I thank You that they are cocooned by the anointing, by the Word of God, and that no sickness, virus, or disease can get into their body. Father, any temptation to be sick, we resist in Jesus' name. Any temptation to be poor, we resist in Jesus' name. And we enter into the door of utterance You've afforded us this week. And in this season, to be your light and your life in the midst of all this darkness. Thank you, Father, that we are a light that cannot be hidden. Lord, as we leave today, we walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. Lord, we love each other. We miss each other. We desire fellowship again. We ask you to bring this to a close in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you also that we are the ambassadors, representatives of the kingdom of heaven, and that here at Island Church, we are covered by the blood, We're
2: by the empowered, blood by the
0: Lord, empowered by the Word, anointed by the and Holy Spirit.
2: God bless
0: you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out
2: more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.